Welcome to Making Sense of Parenting. This show is dedicated to helping parents change chaos, confusion, and struggle into calm, clear connections with their kids, all in a way that aligns with their faith. Hey there, I'm your host, Kelly Shoup, helping you navigate the bumpy road of raising kids. Let's dive into today's topic. Hi there. Is it really time for back to school? It is. I cannot believe it is that time of the year, but it is. Today we are going to talk about some back to school behaviors that backfire. And these are behaviors by both the parent and by the child that can make that transition back to school a lot more bumpy than it needs to be. So that's what we're going to talk about on the show today. If you have just landed here and it's your first time to find me again, I'm Kelly Shoup. I'm super happy you are here. I am a longtime pediatric occupational therapist, parent coach, mom of three teenagers, and just um, have been in this kid's space for a very long time. And so um, in regard to the back to school behaviors, I have seen certain things over and over and over through the years of working with families. And um, I just want you parents to be aware of these behaviors. So again, it can be not so bumpy headed back to school. One of the unique things about me is I help parents with the struggles with their kids from a body up approach. Because of my occupational therapy, education and training and background, I have had kind of in-depth understanding of a human's physical body and how God designed us to be what that looks like from, you know, the ages, the stages as a child grows and develops. And so I always approach the struggles that a parent is having with their child's behavior from a body up approach. What's going on inside that physical body that could be causing this behavior to come from the child? And is there something else that actually is being communicated that might be a clue the parent is missing. So that is what I help with. So we're going to go body up and help parents with the struggle. Okay, so today I'm going to give you three behaviors that I see over and over that backfire in regard to back to school. And I want to say first off, don't feel judged. Don't feel um, that I am, again, trying to come down hard on any parents. All the parents that I work with are loving, well-intentioned in any of these behaviors that they have done. They have meant well. And so again, my goal is to just make you aware of these behaviors so you can think and show up a little differently. But um, throughout the growth of your child, parent, you aren't going to parent perfectly. No parent is. And so um, you can let that go and just know, again, that is how God designed us. If we would be perfect parents, we would not need him or grace to help us along the way. And every parent does. So, okay, the first behavior 
that I see by parents, by mom, in regard to back to school is this over enthusiasm, like so almost over the top. And I get it. You are thinking, oh my goodness, we survived summer. We made it. Like all of that craziness and oh my goodness, we made it. And as a mom, you are thinking, I'm actually going to get a shower by myself for longer than two minutes. And I'm not going to have three kids that are suctioned up against the shower door who are screaming and fighting and banging and trying to tell me all of their needs, wants, and desires when I'm just trying to wash my hair. Like, I get that. So you are super excited. You're like, I'm going to have some free time for three whole hours. Okay, maybe two and a half by the time I go get in carpool line again. But anyway, close enough. And you're thinking, I can drink a whole cup of coffee from the first drink till the last drink, and it's all going to be hot. I don't know. I mean, I just remember years of starting my coffee, and it was so good. And then usually by the time I finished it, it was two o'clock in the afternoon. It was cold. I didn't like it anymore. So I get you, parents. You are excited because you were like, I'm going to have some free time. And that's awesome. But just be aware that the new school, the new time away from you, a new teacher, a new environment to your young child isn't super exciting and fun and over the top enthusiasm. In fact, you might have a child who is headed to the next grade who didn't have a great experience last year, who has, you know, some angst and who is dreading or has concerns. And so just be really sensitive. And um, I tell parents, you know, like the week before school is going to start, you can mention a few things. And usually a child's body language will tell you everything. If they have some droopy shoulders, their heads kind of dropped, like, oh, I really don't want to go. That's an indication of, okay, you know, we need to um, figure out how they're feeling. And I'm all about connection with your kid. I'm all about authenticity and your kid having autonomy. And so I want you to listen. And, you know, I don't want you to negate how they are feeling by your exuberance for the new year. And so if they're discussing, you know, I really like the end of last year, my teacher was always on me because I did not sit sit still. I was always forgetting my library book, like, ugh. So instead of like, no, no, you'll be fine. And this is all going to be good. It's all brand new. It's a clean start. That really doesn't help your child. In fact, your child feels like, did, did mom even hear me? Like, I don't like school. So I want you to hear them and understand, okay, you know what? I know that last year was not the best in A, B, and C. Let's see what's going to happen this year. Your teacher's going to be different. This teacher might have a complete different approach to how they run their classroom. So just reassure reassure your child, like, let's see how it goes. And I always um, reassured my kids, you know what, if there's some things that we're still feeling out of sorts, uncomfortable, I'll talk to the teacher and say, you know, this is, this is 
not working for us, or this could go better. And I say this with um, a little bit of warning in parents, I want you to tread lightly because I don't want you to be the parent who constantly is emailing, this is what I need, this is what my kid needs. I um, recommend the least amount of that as possible, but also I want you to set your child up for success in a comfortable way. So you'll have to know how to balance that. So anyway, just you might have to dial back your enthusiasm. The other thing that I wanted to um, let you know is that if you have a child who is headed into preschool and this is their first kind of half day of school, a lot of times moms, you know, women, female, we love community. We like to be in community with people. We like to be connected and in relationship that is hardwired into every fiber of us. And so we're thinking play dates and this is going to be so fun and my kid's going to find all these friends. Okay, well, what is age-appropriate play for three or four years of age is really not interactive, hugely social connected play with peers. So in the twos, we have parallel play, which is two kids playing side by side, but different things. Three to four, we're moving more into what is called associative play. So this is where kids could be on the jungle gym together. They're starting to interact, but um, but again, it's just a little bit. So if kids are on the jungle gym together, they might be talking or hey, or but they're each doing their own thing there. So one kid could be going down the slide. Another kid could be swinging. So the, the vicinity is closer and they're on kind of the same activity but it's still different. So again, just kind of moderate your expectation of friends and play dates and all of this stuff, because in these young ages, it happens more slowly than most adults um, think, okay? So that's our first behavior, that we're um, not gonna let backfire because we now, we know what to do. Like just dial it back a little bit and be plugged into the signals and what your kid is telling you about any of their worries, concerns, the way last school year ended, okay? Second behavior that backfires is, um, let's start with mom, and this is new is fun. Everything new is awesome. New is fantastic, all new, all the time, all good, okay? Not so for your young little kids, especially your kids who have more sensory needs. So if you have spent any time with me, you know I am all about um, a person's sensory system. And you can find a profile to um, a free profile to fill out to learn more about yourself and your child. But it is how your child's registers all the sensory information, how their senses of sight and touch, touch, taste, all of that goes into their body. And all the new can be way too much for a young child sensory system. And so we need to, again, just be mindful of that. 
And usually mom is like, okay, we got the new clothes. we got the new backpack. we got the new lunch pail. We are all in. You are going to look so spiffy. And this is awesome. If you have a child who is sensory, tactile, sensitive, who touch is one of those things that is so tricky with them, you need to be super mindful because that new shirt that they need to wear to school that first day that has a tag that's going to drive them crazy, it will be driving them crazy. Or if you are, um, again, have a child who is tactile or touch sensitive and you're like, okay, here we go. It's time to get school shoes and they've got to be black. And this is the one, the school shoe we get for boys. We've always done it for the other six kids. This is the one we get and your son tries it on and it doesn't feel right. And he's walking around and he's like, this isn't going to work. And you're like, oh, it's going to be fine. This is the one we always get. We're good. No, your child could really put this shoe on and it's, it's not going to be good. In fact, it is going to be causing alarm bells to go off every single minute your child has that shoe on. And so if your child has sensory alarms going off, they can't hear the teacher. They can't be plugged in to learn about the schedule. They can't know, oh my goodness, I was supposed to throw my trash away from my lunchbox because their feet are giving them a signal, something's not right. So just give your kids the freedom to tell you what, um, what they're comfortable wearing and it might not be all new. In fact, I recommend giving two things old, two things that feel like them, two things that are comfortable to them. And it might be your son who's like, yep, I want to wear those old ratty shoes that I have worn since last spring. And they have mud on them, trekked in from when we trucked across that trail. And actually they have the um, toe partially out in the front because their feet have grown, but that feels like them. I want you to let them wear that shoe the first day of school. And I know some of you moms are like, no way. Nope. Nope. We need that. We've got all the other stuff. We can afford new school shoes. They need to be wearing the new ones. There's going to be a school picture. And I will be embarrassed if my kid who is short is going to stand on the front row in those ratty shoes. Okay, mom, just you got to let that go because your kid and their experience of their first day, first week of school, we want them to feel comfortable. Again, it is all about their nervous system and knowing in their body, I feel okay. I am calm. I feel, you know, there's no alarm bells going off. I feel like me. I can be comfortable. I can be okay here. I can listen to the teacher because everything feels okay in my body. So let the school picture go and just help your child feel like themselves. Okay, another another way this shows up is you've got a child who is going to take their lunch. And you're like, oh, this is great. We are going to make healthier choices. I am going to send some new food. So we've got new school, new clothes, all new. And then on top of that, we're going to give them new food in their lunchbox. Just go ahead and give them old. Let them feel comfortable in, oh, yep, here are my chicken nuggets. 
And this is the way I like my strawberries sliced that I know mom loves me. Let them have a couple weeks of that comfort because they have so much new coming at them. And again, these are kids who do not have a fully mature, developed brain like mom we do, but they have, you know, so many changes going on inside their body. So we need to give them a little bit of comfort while they're also getting a bunch of new. So give them the old food, give them old shirt or old shoes or something that feels like them. They feel safer. And this whole new school will go better if they can feel safe and have a few ways that they feel like that. Okay, third thing. And I will tell you that I have seen for years, like the biggest battles are in the new stuff, the new clothes, the new this, the new shoes. This is where moms can like just be so um, adamant, like, no, you have to wear your new shoes. Okay, this is the quickest way to make a big change. Like, don't make that your battle. Let them pick their shoes because the breakdowns and all the crying and bad stuff that I have seen over a pair of shoes, it's its just not worth it. And nobody cares when they're a freshman in high school, what happened when they were four and in preschool. And actually it's, it's almost better. When I look back at pictures of my kids and I think of the stages and ages of what they were wearing, it's hilarious. And I love the memory of it instead of this perfection of all the brand new looks completely spiffy. Okay. Last, um, third thing, schedule. Okay. Again, mom, I have been you. I feel you. I see you. And I hear you. You were like, we are back to the school routine. Thank you, Lord. Like we have been wheels off the bus. We're sleeping late. We're staying up late. Like it's been crazy the last couple weeks of summer, or that's how it was with me. And now we're back. We're on it. We are in routine. We have got regimen and schedule. We are good. And so most parents are like, okay, this is good. We've got a new schedule at school. This is how our day is going to run. And then most moms are like, okay, and I am going to add in a few new things to the schedule at home. Maybe this is chores. I want my four-year-old to do these two things every day. And so we're going to start it the first day of school when we're on the school schedule. And now we're going to start the new home routine. And oh, by the way, I might throw in, we're going to start a new instrument and maybe we're going to try a new dance class or a new sport. And again, these are little humans that don't have a fully developed functioning brain. They have a body that is growing and their bones are stretching and their emotions are growing and their vision is growing. All these changes are happening inside a young child's body. So they have all the changes inside and then we are overloading them on the outside with new schedules and activities and coaches and all the new things we want them to learn. And it's, again, all well-intentioned, all totally fine. But let's wait and not start it at the exact same time when we have to start the new school year because we have, you know, rules that we have to follow on that. So we're following what the school 
says for their schedule, but we don't have to throw in chores for your four or five-year-old. And we don't have to throw in a new karate class or new dance or um, violin. We can hold off on that. And I just, again, I don't want your young child system so overloaded and exhausted that, that they um, dread the beginning of every school year. So in my years working with young kids with occupational therapy, you know, I see kids all year long and I see kids often with deficits and weaknesses in various areas for years, but I'm super intentional about the week before school starts. I don't want to see that child. I want that child to have a break completely unplugged from whatever things I was doing with them. And then also, I tell parents, I will contact you like two or three weeks after school has started. I still don't want to see that child because I know how taxing that new school year is on a child's body. And so if they've been in school for three hours or now they're transitioning from half day to full day, and I'm going to see them for occupational therapy, you know, four in the afternoon, there's, there's nothing productive I can get done at four in the afternoon in their first two weeks of school. They are exhausted. Their brain is fried. They have been trying to process so much stuff. The new teacher, the new librarian, how we walk in line, where I got to line up at the right door for recess, like all the different stuff. And so I want them to come home and take a break and decompress. So parents, this is so critical too. Again, for you to understand just the amount of exhaustion and load that a new school and new environment places on your young child. As an adult, it's completely different. You're not taxed by having a new door to walk in or having two friends to sit by and one who's like pulling her hair and bumping against the desk and... Um, but these young kids can be. And so I want to allow for them to decompress after school. Know that probably your young child who's gonna get in your car right after school, they're gonna to have to release some of the pent up energy and sensations and all of that. And it might look like crying, it might look like a fit, it might look like screaming at their sibling. And all of that would be normal behavior during this transition back to school. So just when you're aware of it, when you know it's coming, and again, shoot me a message. I can absolutely help you to know what is normal and appropriate. Um, then we aren't going to punish children for something that is, it's not bad behavior. Actually, it's healthy, normal behavior. If your child has gone their whole first week of school and held it together and didn't cry or hit the teacher or like they're working really hard to keep all their nervous system, their muscles, their emotions, all of it in check all throughout their school day. And then they get in the car and they need to release a little bit. Absolutely fine. And they'll release it on you because you are the unconditional love and support. And so you know it's coming, so you're going to be fine. And so you're like, okay. Are we done with that? Whatever that was in the back seat with your car seat buckled. Okay. We, okay. We're ready to head home. So 
again, just know that these little kids have so much stuff going on coming at them through their outside sensory with all their senses, taking it in, and then the growth and development that happens in this age of three to eight. It is a huge window of growth and development. And after that age eight, it starts shutting down. So lots of the windows are closed, which is why we want this time to be full of learning and getting the skills that they need. And I promise you, I am super aware of it. Like I want every single parent going with the flow of that development that God designed. It's easier for you, easier for your child. But this time of heading back to school, we have to be really um, intentional about giving a break and just knowing their priority is school. So allowing them rest, not overburdening them with activities and an instrument and a new sport, not overburdening them with new shoes or um, ways that they cannot still feel like me and not overburdening them with our enthusiasm and over-the-top excitement for play dates and for mom to have time by herself. And if you are one of those extroverted, super social moms, it's almost a guarantee if you have more than one child that you are going to get a child opposite of you. And you're like, oh my goodness, I do not, I don't know what to do with this child. Like, I don't know if they're going to have friends or not. They will have friends, but this is God's way of giving you a lens to see life differently because you're going to see it through your child who is a little hesitant to go into um, social things or who doesn't really want to go to this activity with 13 of their new friends who they just met 30 minutes ago. So just, it's again, an opportunity to just be aware of yourself and to connect with your kids and to just be tuned in to how are we weathering this first week of school? And you might have to adjust that second week. Like, okay, this is how we thought we were going to roll. And second week, I'm going to tweak things and mix it up. And moms, you have the best intel. You know everything about your kids. You know, you have all the stuff. You might need my help to kind of figure out a strategy. A strategy. Um, usually I can ask the questions that will help us get to a different place than whatever isn't working. But it's, it's all in there for you moms. You have it. So good luck with the back-to-school behaviors. It does not have to be as bumpy. I'm here to support you. If this was helpful to you, if you like this, please share it. If you know any parents who are, again, getting ready to start this back-to-school journey with young kids and you think that this could be helpful, tell them about it because it can make all the difference in how those first few weeks go. And my goal is always for it to be easier for you parents. You do not have to make it harder. It does not have to be painful. You do not have to battle through bad stuff. I can help. Um, some ways that I can support you is um, I have a membership, a monthly membership that allows, here's my Instagram. You can find lots of ways on the link tree, click on that, that is in my um, bio, kind of at the bottom there. So click on that, it shows ways that you can find me. 
My monthly membership is a weekly group coaching call where you have an opportunity to ask me in a group setting something that's going on with your child. Currently, this month, we have been covering a lot of potty training. And so you will learn from me, age, stage, appropriate tricks, all the education I've had on it. You will also learn from the other parents and things that they've tried or not tried that has worked. So this is incredibly helpful to you parents. You do not have to do this alone at all because, again, normally all of this stuff is normal. All of this stuff about your child that you're like, oh my goodness, we're the only weird one. That thing that, that my kid does that drives me nuts, that has to mean we're messed up. No, it's probably means you're normal. And I've probably seen hundreds of other families who've had a kid who does that exact same thing. So that alone helps parents get immediate relief. Like, okay, good. I'm not screwing them up totally. And that gives relief and comfort. There's also on my membership lots of ways to support you, videos, PDFs, of OT things, skills that your kids are going to need. Again, I'm all about the ages, the stages. I want it to be super easy for you. And so I'm helpful in that regard. I also do a one-on-one consult call. And this is often a, a parent who calls me and said, okay, this just happened. Like this is unusual. This is kind of out of the norm. What's going on? What do I do about this? And so I help parents that way. The other way that I support and help families is by walking with them kind of for three months. These are the parents who they are like, we've got some serious behavior issues going on. I need help and I want weekly support and more. You know, um, I'm available a lot for messages and different things to help parents get some of these behaviors ironed out. And um, again, during these young years of three to eight, is the time when these developmental windows are open, when your child is developmentally trying to connect with you as the parent. And so I want all of this working well because these young ages is when you are building the trust, the rapport, the connection, and that um, that will compound. The good relationship you have with your young child will serve you greatly when your child is a teenager and in high school, when developmentally, they are not going to want to connect with you. They are going to, healthy development is to do the opposite, to not spend time with you. So I want to help you in these young years establish some really good um, good ways of behaving with your kids so it's connected, so you have a peaceful, harmonious family. Okay, good luck with back to school and please reach out. Here's my Instagram. Um, You can also find me on my website, www.kellykshoop.com. Did you like what you heard in this episode? If you did, please share it with a friend and be sure and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. Reviews are always appreciated. As a reminder, my show is also on YouTube. In YouTube, search for Kelly K. Shoup. That's K-E-L-L-Y-K-S-H-O-U-P. Be sure to click the subscribe button and hit the bell for all notifications. 
To learn more about my work, helping families, or to contact me, go to kellykshoop.com. Again, that's kellykshoop.com. Thanks so much 